And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Dave Yorsman and Nicky Brennan. Um, disappointing weekend uh, for all of our Mead teams that were out. Davey, um, the ladies, the Kabogs and the men, zero out of three. Um, there was no Ws beside any of the names this weekend. And I'm really, really disappointed in that, to be said. There'll be days like this, and there'll be there'll be weekends like that. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Let's hope there's not too many more this year because they're hard to stomach, aren't they? Um, I suppose any any time you play Kerry in a couple of games, it's always likely to end in defeat. Um, so no great shame in, in that. Uh, but any time you play loud, you expect to win the game and and not have the tail between your legs. And unfortunately, we did we didn't do that. So yeah, it was one of those weekends for all of our teams. We've had great weekends, pretty much. In, in every weekend up to now. So you have to take the rough with the smooth sometimes, Mickey. And that was just one of the one of those, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um I suppose we'll 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 get straight into uh the results from the our county teams from the weekend. We're gonna start off with the LGFA. Of course, they traveled down to Brosna in Kerry. Got a flight down, Davy, for this one. Flight was delayed, it was a half an hour drive and whatever. Um still better than the three or four hour drive down, I suppose, on the bus, but it didn't, uh, it was to no avail, I suppose, uh, a rampant carry, it has to be said, 118 to Meads nine points, and I suppose they're, uh, while we know that there's an awful lot of transition in this Mead team, and and they're missing an awful lot of household names and whatever, um, we would still be expecting them to be a little bit more competitive. Yeah, but it was a game that I, I didn't really expect them to get, get up and from, uh, no. just the way they're going and the way Kerry are going they're just in two different trajectories at the moment unfortunately and l- like linked to what you're saying Kerry are now on a full strength me they're nowhere near at full strength but it goes back to what we've been talking about with this me team for weeks on end now is the proficiencies in front of goals and uh, they're, they've got one goal to show from their entire national football league so far which isn't good enough and what's more is they're not exactly setting the world alight with their point scoring. Now, factored into that, they're missing, obviously, Emma Duggan significantly. Um, Vicky Wall hasn't come back yet. Orla Lally is still yet to play. Uh, Kelsey Nesbitt, another good forward. So, you know, there, there's there's a reason behind why they've had a poultry enough return in a lot of the games, but they're shipping big tallies down the other end as well. And um, listen, at the moment, a bit like the lads who we'll talk about in a couple of moments, they're going to be embroiled in a relegation battle now. They have two games left to play against Waterford and Cork, which aren't going to be easy because both of those are flying high. And I, I would suggest me need players back ASAP. They've got a few weeks now uh, and they'll need that break to work on things and get things right, hopefully, before I think a big game at home to Waterford, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's likely to define where me they're going to be playing their league football next year but it, ultimately their title was relinquished because uh, they were of course the champions in 2022 but um, weren't able to defend it this year Davey in any sport uh, in any code momentum is a huge thing and this big team have, have had momentum for the last three years and whatever this is, a, this is a break in that momentum and that could be huge going forward for this team I know there's a lot of players to come back into that team but when you get on to a losing streak and whatever, you can't expect those players coming back to just lift the whole thing and make them world beaters again. 
Exactly, exactly. And sometimes it, it might take a tweak. And listen, there's been an awful lot of change in every respect with this Mead team so far. Like you've had a new new manager, a new management team coming in. You've got huge turnover in players, a huge volume of young players coming in, trying to get experience. And I suppose it, it's all been a pretty short lead in time and everything like that. So I don't think I don't think Mead should be and ever were going to be defined by what happened in this National League campaign because I think Davy has kind of stressed that from the start that the championship will be their their be all and end all. But at the same time, it's hard to just flick a switch from being mediocre one week to being exceptional the next, and that's that's kind of what they're they're forcing themselves to do unless performances pick up in the next couple of rounds. Um, so so it's a it's a difficult period for them undoubtedly. Um, but I think they have enough quality and experience more so in the ranks to hopefully get out the right side of it and gradually the performance level should improve as a result. But it, it is a it is a bit concerning at this point in time. There's no point in saying otherwise. And Davy, the Camogues are out at the same time as the the Mead um uh footballers, Mead ladies footballers. Mead have again this year a dual star who had to make a decision between the hurlers and the footballers and chose the hurlers, obviously, um, who were playing in trim and come to in a couple of moments' time. But you just you, you just kind of wonder, like, how is this still happening? Like, they, that both the Camogues and the LGFA, who have dual stars across all counties um, that are playing at a high level of both codes, um, that they're still fixing games at the same time as each other. Yeah, I, but but the worst thing about it is, Mickey, we're sitting here and we're not one bit surprised that it's still happening. And and we've talked about this already this year. Um, Aoife, obviously, from Minogue, and like Megan Tyne, in the in the same respect, like she obviously went and played with the footballers. Aoife went and played with the Camogues. And Aoife was exceptional, actually. She got seven points out of their 12. Okay, six frees and a 45. But uh, she's a huge player for both of those teams in a very central position. Uh, listen, it's a disappointing opening for for Meath because, uh, or sorry, opening home game for Meath because uh, they were in a really strong position at halftime, leading 10 points to four and only mustered two points in the second half. Their issue being the lack of scores from play. They only managed two points out of their 12 from play. Grace Coleman got both of those uh, along with three frees to her name as well. So, they, listen, they're, they're missing a couple of their or talismanic sort of forwards who, who we know about and that's likely to pose a bit of a, an issue for them this year um, but they won't be happy with the way in which they relinquished the six point halftime advantage and only managed two points in the second half um, against the Kerry side who took a long time to get going but when they did they they really put Mead on the back foot in that second half Yeah and Kerry went out in the end one twelve to Mead's 12 points um, double blow Kerry the kingdom came and the kingdom uh, went home with uh, the spoils from Saturday. And, of course, Mead went down to the kingdom. They came home with, the, with their tails between their legs um, after a 118 to 9 points victory for the ladies footballers carry um, over Mead on Saturday as well. So two uh, bad results on Saturday. Then we go into Sunday. Great hope on Sunday afternoon. Davey going up to Park Dalton. He did another one of our match day diaries that's available over on our Patreon service, Patreon forward slash we are mead. Um the match day diary is kind of a it's kind of like a supporter's diary of the day where you know you're recording how you're feeling in the lead up to the game, during the game, and then obviously at the end of the game. And um Davy from 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 listening to it, you know, there was great hype, there was great excitement go leading into this game. Um and once again, uh, the rug was pulled from under us. And I myself would say it's down to a refereeing decision in the first half um, when Leeds Harry O'Higgins was sent was sent off, sent to the sideline for what was an innocuous challenge. We think we haven't seen a replay of it yet, but it definitely had a massive bearing on the result because Loud only won by three points and they played for roughly 50 minutes when you add in additional time at the end of the first half and second half uh, with an extra man. Yeah, yeah, listen, it had a major, it did have a major influence on it. I think 
me did ever so well to come out after half time and hit one four or one five without reply and put themselves in a really strong position. But ultimately, I think they put so much into getting themselves back into that game that ultimately in the last 15 or 20 minutes, they tired badly and Loud exposed them. OK, there was a defensive lapse as well for me that allowed Loud to get their goal and get back on top. But the the red card to Harry O'Higgins was was a major, major call. Um, w- still one that I want to see back until I kind of really <laughs> tear into a referee or tear into the officials or anything like that. But the only thing I could say is that nobody upon nobody within the ground expected to see a red card. So that usually is a sign that it, it kind of was a very harsh one. And it, it, it had a massive, massive bearing on it ultimately because um, it allowed Loud to get back into the game in the first half in particular and, and hit the front for half time. In fairness to Mead, they rallied in the second half, but just couldn't sustain it really. Yeah, they rallied in the second half and went five points up again, Davey, if I'm not mistaken, or four points yeah. up definitely in the second half. And then just a... a, a a moment of naivety or whatever by me let loud back into the game when uh, you know uh, an, an interception by loud meant that they had the whole field to run into with the ball and score a goal and um, to put them right back in the driving seat and I suppose they're the two key moments in the game the sending off of Harry O'Higgins and giving away a possession for loud to score their uh, their massive score their goal in that second half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um the 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 red card we've talked about, the goal, yeah, being being a hammer blow. Do you know what, Mickey? I know Mead supporters won't like me reminding reminding them of this, but it was very like the one against Mayo a couple of years ago in the National League in Navan. We were winning the game in the dying embers of it. Yeah. Uh, we gave away possession last man. I think it could have been Robin Clark that day. And the 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 player, the player in the opposition just ran in completely unopposed and slotted it in. It was horrible to watch because you could see the pass going short and Michael Flood sort of betwixt and between whether he went or didn't go and he did sort of neither in the end, not his fault. Loud run it in about 65, 70 metres despite Flood and O'Neill doing their utmost to get back and try and stop him. And there could have even been a double hop in there. If you're, if you're of that persuasion, watch the goal back and just before the Loud fella takes the shot, he takes a second hop. Now, maybe his first hop was to control the ball. I'm not sure. I'll let, let be you and the listeners be the judge of that. But not making excuses. That was that was the hammer blow, and that was the final nail in Mead's coffin. And realistically, 14 men are not from being in a position that we were five points up midway through the second half. You, you should be winning those sorts of games. Um, you should be seeing them out. Yeah. Um. Uh... We will be doing a full review of Mead versus Loud over on our Loyal Royals podcast as well. Um, interview with Colin O'Rourke and the local media after the game. So head on over for that. We'll do a full review on it. We'll go into more depth on the sending off on the goal and different things that happened. Um, I'll talk to you off air about the double hop, Davey. Um, at the end of the podcast, I don't think anybody wants to listen to that. But um, um, basically what I was going to say is if your initial hop is to gather control of the ball and you then take control of the ball and bounce it again. That is a foul. But you can, if you're not in control of it, keep bouncing that ball one-handed mm. if you haven't fully gathered control of the ball. So that first hop counts as one if he does take it into his possession then. So that's disappointing. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. 
But Davy, um, yeah, oh, oh, again, just to let our listeners know, we've, we've a whole host of um, Loyal Royals podcasts coming to you this week. We've the mid review, as we said. We'll be doing a Club Cup semi-finals review, which will also include a finals preview, which take place on Tuesday night. So do look out for that one. And uh, also, after the finals on Tuesday, we will be doing a cup final review and we'll be looking ahead to the opening round fixtures from the uh, All-County Football Leagues, um, which it's mad to think that they're about to start. Um, it's, it's, it's I don't know where the last number of months are after going, Davey. I was driving in the Kenstown Road the other day in towards Navan, and out to my right-hand side, there was this field that looked like it had been ploughed maybe last week or the week before. I can't remember. But when I was driving by it with the kids on Saturday afternoon, it was a field of yellow. And I was like going, when when did that happen? You know, like, where it's just, there's growth, there's spring in the air. We're already starting the All-County Football Leagues. <laughs> where's the time going, Davey? <laughs> and there's a grand stretch in the evenings as well. There's a grand stretch <laughs> in the evenings, Davey. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. No, it is. It, it's absolutely flown by, yeah. Obviously, we have our cup finals to look forward to choose tonight. And then it's straight into the league now next weekend. Um, which is kind of what, what clubs will be aiming towards, I would imagine, initially. And that'll take us right through to pretty much the end of end of June, start of July, where Championship is going to kick in. So we won't find it at all. And uh, listen, as we know, the, the inter-county season is already flying by as is. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good, Mickey. You know, let's have a look at the uh, results from the Club Cup semi-finals that took place between Friday and Saturday. No particular order. We're going to... Start with the first game that's down, and it was the Seamus Connolly catering Cornabonia semi final between Castletown and Delik Bellustown. Davy Castletown 1 8, Delik Bellustown 19 points. That unbeaten run that Castletown have been on for so long comes to an end against a really strong Delik Bellustown side. And also on Friday night, it was um, St. Pat's against Oldcastle, and St. Pat's getting the victory in Stamullen by two points, 12 points to 10. And that sets up a nice final between St. Pat's and Delique Bellison, which we'll come to in a couple of minutes' time, Davey. I'm going to move up here to the N2 Electrical and Security Supplies Torch and Shield uh, semi-final. Of course, Boards Mill were already awaiting the winner of this game. Minalti 2-6, slain one goal and eight. An absolute steal from Minalti in that one, uh, scoring a goal with the last kick of the game to win it by a solitary point. Again, we're going to be coming to you in a second, Davey, to talk about these. Plan uh, McGale um, were taking on Kilbride in the N2 Electrical Security Supplies Talton Cup semi-final. Plan McGale won five. Kilbride, 222. 28 points to eight in favour of Kilbride. Massive win for them, putting them into the final. And uh, in the Fresh Cup on Friday night, it was Dunhamer Ashburn, 119. Summerhill, one goal and ten. The rest of the semi-finals took place then on Saturday. The first of them was the Fresh Cup, and it was Gail Column Kill, two goals and twelve. St. Peter's Dunboyne, ten points. Uh in the N2 Electrical Talton Cup, it was Kilmainham 211, Dunsany, two goals and nine, a two-point victory there for Kilmainham. And I think that is all of the semi-finals looked at, Davy. So um the final pairings are as follows. Boers Mill versus Minalti. Davey, talk to me about Minalti's victory over Slane. A one-point victory. Um, last kick of the game, uh, Minalti get the victory. I have a little story about the end of that game, but I'll hold that off, hold that off for our uh, review over on Patreon. I can't wait for that. Uh, I just know they got a last-minute goal. I don't know a whole pile more about it. I know Slane will be absolutely sick as well, but... Uh, listen, great win for them. Slane will be will be crestfallen at that. They really will. But Minaldi progressing, yeah. Um, good win. Yeah, absolutely. Kilbainham got the better of Dunsany. Kilbride got the better of Clannagale, was it? Kilbride absolutely dismantled Clannagale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was only two points in it at half time. Yes, at the end of it, there was something like. 20 points in it. Um, yeah. An absolutely incredible second half performance from Kilbride. Kilmainham, Mickey, um, what a victory that is for them. 2-11 to 2-9 without, without 
Mickey Newman. No way. Absolutely incredible. But I, I say this the whole time uh, about, you know, let's let's look at Manchester City without Haaland, right? Or how did Man City ever win a league without Haaland? Because other players would step up when there wasn't, uh, a, a, you know, a marksman or a, a, a key figure in that respect. Dylan Morgan is that player in Kilmainham. Yeah. When, when Mickey doesn't play, Dylan Morgan is on threes, he's on penalties, he's on 45s, he's on so much more ball, he takes on opportunities. He got a goal in six. He wouldn't have got a goal in six if Mickey Newman was playing. Um, but he he did. That's a fantastic result for them. Even better without Mickey. He's not going to be there for the final though either. And that's going to be a, a major test for Kilmainham. I'm not sure how they're going to get a result without him, but you know, credit to them, they're in the final. Yeah, absolutely. And then looking at the Seamus Connolly catering Cornabonia final, it's Delique Bellistown against St. Pat's. Delique Bellistown, who, uh, as I said, put Castletown to the sword. And St. Pat's, who had that two point victory over Old Castle in what was the game of the weekend, I suppose. It was it was a terrific game. I actually bumped into. Jim Went McDowell. extra time, didn't it? He did. Yeah, it did. I met, I met you, McDab, in, in Park Salton on Sunday and. He just said it was a terrific game of football. Really, really good. Two very good sides going toe-to-toe. Uh, Oldcastle, admittedly, without the likes of Jason Scully, Colly Harden, and Pierre Sheridan. But some paths without a couple of you know key men themselves and two quality sides. And I don't doubt that we're going to see them meeting at a later stage in, in the year, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And then on to the uh, JMB Sportsfield Services Fesh Cup Final. It's going to be Dunmore Ashburn against Gail Colum Kill. This game is in Ashburn on Tuesday evening. Incidentally, Jalik Bellustown and St. Pat's is Tuesday night at eight o'clock in Ard Cat. Um, Kilmainham and Kilbride, they will be in Dungani on Tuesday night at eight o'clock. And the final between Boards Mill and Minalty is in Castletown at eight o'clock on Tuesday night. And there's extra time. And uh, uh, just extra time if necessary in these. No penalties, but I presume there is. Um, Dunham Ashburn, Gail Column Kill, Davy Dunham Ashburn putting down a marker on um, Summerhill. And Gail Column Kill, we thought, would have enough to beat uh, a depleted Dunboyne side, who have, I suppose, really um, surprised us in getting to the semi final in the first place with the amount of players that are down. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for another week, Mickey, my banker, came through with, with Gail Colum Kill. I actually got a message from Joe McGuini earlier in the week to say that I would have been on the dressing room wall going into the game. So I always feel more pressure when when that's the case. But thankfully, Gail Colum Kill obliged. And yeah, look, at the, ultimately, it, it's the two strongest squads at this moment in time in Mead that have got to this stage of the competition. Dunham or Ashburn are pretty much a full throttle and Gail Colum Kill are no different. And they've done it... In style, like neither of them have been anyway pressed up to this point. So great, great win for for both of them. Um, I know Summerhill were missing a whole host of players due to a wedding and a stag. Dunham-Ashburn taking full advantage and Gail Column Kill doing likewise against a pretty understrength and buying. Should be a great final though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will be um, reviewing all those games and we will be previewing those finals over on our Patreon forward slash We Are Mead uh, site. So do look out for that one. And we will be looking ahead to the league final league. That sorry, we will be doing a review as well of the cup finals that take place on Tuesday, and taking a look ahead to the league games that start next weekend. So, um, do look out for them, Davy. Um, on the gapredictions.com uh, side of things, it was a tough week um, for everybody all around, I think. Um, some real, real interesting results across all of the Allianz football leagues. Absolutely, Mickey. Uh, I actually had a better weekend than I than I initially thought uh, because for some reason I had in my head that Antrim beat Fermanagh and they didn't, so I got another three points back there. But still wasn't a hectic week uh, for, for most people, actually, in the We Are Mead League. Uh, now, the winner did end up with 42 points and uh, credit to him for that. But in the We Are Mead League, we will start because we have a new leader actually at the top. Oh, sorry. We have joint leaders at the top of the We Are Mead League because Zach Griffin, courtesy of his 31 points in round four, has joined Dunica Lynch at the top with 125 points. Dunica Lynch has been top from start, uh, from pretty much start to finish, but he's uh, he's just been joined there by Zach. One, two, five apiece for those. In joint second, it's Barry Crowley and Nicky Gogan. They both have 119 in joint third, it's Terry Bruton and Matthew Hurley. 
they both have 117 in what is it fourth it's me i'm still top four mickey 100 and are you top four well, not, well, come yeah. on, now. okay, just, okay. You're I'm making this sound, this sound better than it is, Davey. Okay, okay. Right, so. If you want to go like that, I'm seventh. Uh, I've got 115 <laughs> points directly under me is Pat Lynch, 114. Colin O'Brien's got 112. Garrett Lynch, 111. Thomas Burke and Shane McNiff, 110 apiece. 109 with Porrick Durkin and Niall Tallon. 108 is shared by Barry Hand and Tommy Smith. Susan Farrell's got 107. Uh, Stephen Connolly, Shamey Gallagher, James Lynch and Shane Mulvaney all have 106. Colm Finley, Owen Finnegan, Sean Hughes have 105. 104, you'll find Brian Hallinan, Shane Mangan and James O'Dwyer, a.k.a. Jelly. Uh, 103 has Tommy Owens, Thomas McLeod and Gerard Smith. Mags Joyce has got 101. Rob Perfield's got 100. 99 is shared by Gary Alder and Ryan O'Rourke. 98 is shared by Kevin Coyne and Henry Clifford. 96 points is shared by Damien Farley, Kieran Shanky, and the ever-improving Keith Sheeran, who had a brilliant 34 points in round four. He's starting to enjoy this game. How many 95? points have they? They've got 96. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Richie Quigley's got 95. Con Cleary's got 94. 92 points for Kira Lawler, Fergal Lynch, who actually missed the week, did he? I'll double check that because he was telling me about his predictions uh, earlier today. So so did he miss this week? Well, I doubt it because he was on about... I'll, I'll check his back. Um, anyway, Con Cleary, Kira Lawler, Fergal Lynch, Alan Tormey, Leo Weldon, all on 92 points. 91 points for David Byrne and Michael Brennan. 91. 91. Okay. 90 for Aideen Smith, 89 for Declan Masterson, 88 for David Nolan, 87 for Tanya Roberts and Alan McCormack, 85 points for Porrick Carlin, 84 points for Jamie Costello. Um, and the last player is Shane Riley, who's played all the rounds. He's got 80 so far. Uh, let me just do a quick search on Fergal Lynch's because I'm pretty sure he surely didn't not do his predictions this week. Um, no, he's in. We'll we'll get that table updated. I'll, I'll do a quick tot on his. I think he's done okay, though. I think he's got 30-plus points again. So he'll he'll be a lot higher than we're giving him credit for. Right, right. Okay, and well, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my maths here on some different uh, stats for myself. Um, I'm looking at it, and... Uh, so Alan Tormey and Con Cleary are a point ahead of me. They're my next ones to uh, take out of it. I think I was behind Aideen Smith last week, so I've gone ahead of first. That's one that I've caught up on. Keith Sheeran and Damien Farley are in 96. They're five ahead of me. Rob Perfield and Mags, they're both in the uh, within 10 points of me. Jelly and Shane uh, Mangan, 14 points. And then when I look at it, Colin O'Brien and yourself and Susan Farrell are within 24 points. You're 24 points ahead of me. That's all I need to worry about over the next Or within weeks. 24 points, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's within grasp, definitely. Um, I come into my own towards the end of the football league, so I do. I'm, I'm going to kick points from all angles. And as I said to you, Davey, I was very, very unlucky this week. You said this last week. For the four weeks, Mickey, I've done you every single week. Yeah, but... I, Am I, I had a bad week, in my opinion, anyway? Yeah, so did I. I, I had, I, I had a couple. Yeah, no, you've had was, four bad weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, 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 four weeks. You're twenty-four ahead of me. So you're six points each week better than me. So two results. But I, I had two. I went for two draws this week, and they were all, all in Division Three, and until the dying moments of both of those games, they were good. They were draws for Mana and uh, Antrim. And Westmead and down. And that would have been, if I'm not mistaken, 16 more points, which would have put me right up there beside you. So, um, and if my auntie had balls, <laughs> she'd be my uncle. So, anyways, yeah, look, um, it's I love it because it's just the most frustrating thing ever. And when it's over, although I will be delighted it's over, I will be also missing it uh until next year. But um I've 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 faith in myself to catch up by the end of the league, Davy. Okay, that's good to hear.
Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Okay, we'll move on anyway. Um, GAPredictions.com, that is the We Are Mead League looked at. And um, yeah, as we said, €200 Euro for uh, prize money uh, each week. I'm not winning it this week, that's for sure. We'll move on. And uh, Davey, have they been in contact with you about the lottos? Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, I think the first one is from my own club, Cortown, and uh, the results from last Friday night, 13,100 euro of a jackpot. The numbers were 1, 12, 25 and 32. Tess and Theo Coslo, Tony Mulvaney, Jazz Foley, Mary Casty, and Margaret Mulroe all collecting 5, 20 euros. Uh, we go again with 13,200 euro next Friday night at cortownga.com forward slash lotto. Navinomani's from the 21st of February, no winner of their jackpot, the match three and sharing 200 euro. It goes to Peter Matthews and Richard Ward. 14, 18, 26 and 27, their numbers. Next trot takes place on the 28th of February. They've got 8,300 euro up for grabs. Kildalki from the 21st of February, 5, 26, 27 and 28. No jackpot winner, no 150 match three winner either. Next week's jackpot rolls on to 7,800 euro. Castletown from the 21st of February, 2,400 of a jackpot, not one, eight, 11, 13, and 23. Lucky dip winners collecting 30 or each were Jennifer Dunnigan, Anne Young, Colin and Carmel, Joe Barry, and James McConnell. Manalvi. From last Monday night, the 20th of February, 2, 4, 21 and 28. No jackpot winner. Three 20 euro winners were Anne Murray, Kathleen Bryan and John Smith. The next draw takes place on Monday, the 27th of February with 1,700 euro up for grabs at manalvigfc.ie or you can play it on the Club Force app. Longwood from the 20, sorry, from the 20th of February, um, 1,300 of a jackpot, not one. Lucky dip winners were Trisha Grogan, Stephen Cregan and Elaine Ferrick. The move on to 1,300 next week, which is on the 27th tomorrow night. And their numbers from last week are 12, 13, 15 and 20. Drumbara, their results from last time around, 6,300 euro of a jackpot, not one. 30 euro winners were William Carey, Fiona McGee, Stephen Tormey, uh, Bronya Callahan and Emma and Mary. The numbers were 10, 18, 25, and 27. Um, next one up is Walterstown's lotto from last Sunday night, the 19th of February. Numbers drawn were 8, 17, 26, and 27. No winner of their 5,400 euro jackpot, but they did have two match three winners who were Lorraine Barrett and Connor Maguire. They share 100 quid between them. Next week's draw is now open and it's worth 5,500. You can play via Club Force or pick up an envelope in O'Brien's Baron Restaurant in Johnstown. Dunshocklin and Royal Gales from last Monday night, the 20th of February. Numbers drawn were 12, 13, 14 and 23. No jackpot winner, no match three winners. Next draw takes place Monday at half eight live on Facebook. They've got €5,000 in the kitty with 200 added to that each week. You can play it on Club Force. And the last one for me, Mickey, comes from Manalty from last Sunday night. €8,200 on offer there. It was not one. The numbers were 1, 2, 11 and 12. Five match three winners, each receiving €50. Euro. They were Andrew Lynch, Mikey Smith, Jerry Hennessy and Neve Kangley. The one special online prize of €50 Euro goes to Paddy Cahill. And next week's draw takes place tonight, Sunday, the 26th of February, €8,400. Euro. Great stuff, Davey. Well, Central Sense Lotto is €2,400. Euro. takes place every Monday evening. You can do it on Smart Lotto. 
Ie or go to any of their social media pages and you'll find the link there. And um, Simonson's Lotto last Friday night, 24th of February, uh, was uh, not one, it was 2,400 euro. The lucky dip winners were Claire Coyne, Una Siri, uh, and Katarzyna Zafors. Um, I hope I got that right. And uh, the numbers drawn were 5, 14, 16, and 29. Next Friday, March the 3rd, the Lotto jackpot will be 2,450. You can play it online as well. Or go to any of their social media pages and you will find the links there. So, Navy, um, that's the lot was looked at. Time to head on now to our Instagram interactive. Was there any of our listeners in uh, in touch this week? There were loads. Um, I just oh. have to uh, give Fergal Lynch an update to, to the table because of um, his him being left out. He's actually up to third now, Mickey, with 123 points. So some Ooh. difference in missing out on a week and he actually got 31 points. So he's knocking well, at the door. Or sorry, he, he's up to, yeah, he's up to, I, I was he's up to second. I was, I was, oh, he's up to second. Well, yeah. is he up to second or was he in second last week? Because sure, he topped the first week around, didn't he? Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't actually have last week's table, but he's yeah, in he's, second place. He's, he's, he's third basically because there's two lads joined top. So, Ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be fair. Okay, okay. moving on. Instagram. Yeah, okay. Here we go. God, I hate doing it when we're bad. It's so depressing. <laughs> oh, God, Mickey. Uh, okay. Let's start with Joe McQueenie. He said a lot to be negative about, but Adam O'Neill was brilliant. Hands of glue. Yeah, well, that is something that you did say, David, that uh, he was absolutely incredible. So, um, look, you, I suppose you could be negative about load load of things, but let's let's stay with the positives. Yeah, okay. Um, Shea Kenny asked red card question mark, and Simon Finn followed that up by saying shock and red card, but threw the game away ourselves, which is uh, an absolute fair comment to make. Right, well, Davy, you answer that one. You were there. Talk about the red card. Talk about the the result. Well, I haven't seen one person saying that it was a red card, so I'm I'm happy to go in with with that party. Um, but I would agree with Simon Finn in that we we were in a really match winning position, but we threw it away, having been five points up. So I I'd fully agree with that statement as well. Okay. Uh, Shane Mangan said when the game was unstructured, Mead looked good. When it was structured, it was awful. Yeah, is that kind of what we were kind of uh, getting at earlier on? Is that? Yeah. Mead love the pandemonium and they love it when, you know, things are frantic. But when it becomes a bit more organised and whatever, we just don't seem to be able to break down these teams. Yeah, organised chaos, is it? Like, um, yeah, we just need to find find a bit of a system that, that I think works for us. But hopefully, hopefully. Um, anyway, next one up is from Jack Moriarty. And he said, and this is something that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet, Mickey, is O'Carlin College. Nobber, the top school in Mead for football. Hard to disagree with that, Mickey. I think they won out their semi-final against the Tyrone team today. Was it 6-16 to a point? Wow. Uh, Absolutely we, incredible. We know that they won the Leinster final against the Dubs last week and um, absolutely blew them away. But um, to do that in an All-Ireland semi-final, like, wow, it's, it's incredible stuff. Yeah, absolutely unreal. There's more about that we'll come to in, in a few minutes. Matt Busby said, our Greenwood GFC in Perth meets problem. 22 Mead lads on the panel this year. Um, it could be, yeah. <laughs> and I know two of them. I know one of them is a former Mead player, Gavin McCoy. And I know another one is Donald Ryan from Screen, who probably wouldn't be a million miles away from the Mead panel if he wasn't in, in, in Mead. So potentially it is, yeah. Ah, look, I, I, I don't think you can talk about any players that are away. Um, you know, you, you got, you got to, you have to have strength and depth across the whole county. Um, and maybe that's the issue. Yeah, we could always, we could always make excuses and say that, oh yeah, if those lads were there, it'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Sean O'Hare said, uh, Ryan Stafford asked for a shout out. I just said any time, no problem at all. Um. We, we have loads of time for good footballers, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, Rian Stafford is definitely one of them. So, yeah, shout out for Rian. Aidan Roach uh, said, O'Carlin College, true to an All-Ireland final. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, class. Absolutely class. Um, just incredible. 
Yeah, uh, Jack Moriarty said, yeah, O'Carlin College beating Tyrone School 616 to a point. My God. Aidan Roach also asked, will you be in attendance for the Jerry Riley this year? Hopefully we will. If if it doesn't clash with that, we'll do our utmost to get over for it because it's a great competition, isn't it, Mickey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the last number of years, me, they've had that good of teams that they've been able to enter two really good high-end, high-quality teams into it. And, uh, yeah, we'd be hoping for more of the same this year. That's right. Robert Perfield said Campo going off was a huge loss. Yeah, you mentioned that as well to me earlier on, Davy, about Campo going off. And um, he's really become a, a, a big part of this team. What his work rate, getting back and helping out in that defensive area, but then on the transition as well, because he's so comfortable on the ball. He sets up an awful lot as well. He's he's the link player between that half back and full forward line. Yeah, I was happy with him, and I thought in the second half he was really dominating the game when he went off. Let's hope that's nothing too serious. But I don't like when a player goes off and their arm is, you know, uh, tucked into their jersey, which indicates a bad shoulder or collarbone injury. Um, let's let's hope for good news on that. Have you barely the patience to listen to a thirty-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Next one is from Jamie Flaherty. He said, I thought Cavan men were supposed to be mean. McQuillan gave loud a lot for nothing. <laughs> yeah, he was mean towards me, though. Um, that's the whole <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about him. Yeah, you, yeah, you better not, because you might come into contact with him at some stage later this year. Uh, Ronan Thompson said failure to put the game to bed. Well, that's that, that. That was another thing that I was saying to you is that, like, you know, what were we three or four points up when when Loud got their goal, and you know, at that stage we should be managing the game. One loose pass opened up the whole pitch for for Loud, and 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 every Mead player bar one was in inside Loud's half, and one bad pass meant that Loud were able to counter. And had a number of players running onto it. Whereas we should have been a little bit more cute at that stage, kept our defenders back. And it means then that if, if something does happen, like a, a stray pass, um, that you have the numbers back there to deal with it and, and damage limitation, you give a bit, give away a point, but not a goal. And maybe that's where, you know, the, that was the catalyst for 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 now. That would breed it seemed to breed new life into them. Mm. Fee O'Brien said Kiltail handshake Belgium. Uh, the context with that is Kiltail yeah. uh Kmogs were over in Belgium uh for a blitz over the weekend and actually I think won won a trophy over there as well and did an awful lot of celebrating as well. So good weekend all around for them. Yeah, I saw some of the results. I was watching them on Twitter and um it was Kiltail against, you know, Azerbaijan, Kiltail against Belgium. And you're just like, oh, this doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant for the Cubs. Absolutely. Uh, Shawnee Fitzgerald said, first trophy of the season for United. Yeah, first and last. Mickey, congratulations. S- say that again. Sorry, Debbie. Uh, no, I said it once. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> no, no, go on. Um, no, no, no move on. Was... No, no, you weren't paying attention. Let's. You know, I was Mark I was reading that stuff. tweet. I was reading that tweet from um I don't from, care what you were reading <laughs> from Pat Conlon. What did you oh damn, did you just pay me a compliment? I'll have to listen back. No, yeah, do exactly. Um Dara Tui said Adam O'Neill catching some ball. 
yeah, you you spoke about this as well to me earlier on that Adam, Adam O'Neill was just lifting uh, lifting that full back line uh, the whole time and 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 every long ball that came in from 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 Loud he was he was the one that was uh, dominating the in the in the air. Exactly. Uh, Keith Sheeran of Keith's Meats is next in, and he said keyboard warriors are back already. A bit naive in the second half. Adam O'Neill and Jack O'Connor were class. Um, that's going to happen. You know that the keyboard warriors. I'm, I'm sure it's it's already starting. Call them out. Um, you know, and who are they looking to bring in as the new manager now? Is it Bernard Flynn or uh, who are they calling for? But look. Again, myself and yourself, we were talking about this earlier on, Davey. Like, um, th- th- there's a huge transition going on in Mead at the moment. Obviously, with the new manager, new players that are coming in, but the top quality Mead footballer would say All Ireland winning players from a couple of years ago at underage level. It's going to be a couple of years before we have that level of footballer in Mead. Yeah, what we would be looking for from the current lead footballers is to stay in Division Two and be top end Division Two. So we'll say the top four, so to be in the top twelve teams in the country, um, and then when the when when our you know purple uh, uh, our purple generation of players come through, that they will be the ones to lift the players around them and bring them to the next level. And bring us up to be a top four team in the country. That's but that's my reality on it. That's the way I would look at things. Mark Sheehy asked, "Why was Jason Scully taken off?" Davey, you can answer that one. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a bit of a strange one. All right, there was about ten minutes to go, and I think Dahi McGowan came on for him. Um, now I think the change was kind of readied before Loud just got the goal, and then it happened as soon as the goal went in, and we were actually trailing at the time. I would say it was the idea behind it was that we would be winning and it was a plan to maybe shore up things and get another big man onto the pitch and possibly fresh legs. But obviously the way it materialised, we ended up having to chase it after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Um, just just a, a tweet in there as well, Davey, just uh, before we move on. Um, we're zero, neither zero from two since the uh, match day diary started, Davey. Um, so there's already calls from the listeners to call the match day diary. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because lucky to be working said Rispin is a magpie. <laughs> <laughs> Rispin's match day diary is is, is match day diarrhea. Um... <laughs> that's what that's what it realistically is. But like mm. it's it's just horrendous because you're just so positive and optimistic before, and then at the end it's just pure depression. Well, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? You know, that's the whole thing. And 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 do you know what I love about the match day diary is that you're giving an account of what every other supporter is feeling on 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 the day of the match. You know, you're going in with all this optimism and you're like going, right, we can win it in this way and this way and that way and whatever, like every other supporter is thinking. Then at halftime, you're giving your update and you're like going, well. But it's not the way I was thinking it was going to go the exact same way as any other um, supporter. So that's what I love about it, is that you get to see the whole thing. And hopefully next week, when you do your match day diary, um, it'll be all positive after the trip to Limerick. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, Deck F Dunn said, one on the sideline. Loud subs made an impact and at the right time. Worrying times ahead. Also, why was Shane McEntee taken off? Was he injured? Was playing well? was playing very well first half. Um I'll I'll ask you about that one. Um it's something that I did speak to you about was the impact from the bench and we didn't seem to get any impact from the bench and maybe uh that's something that that that's a little bit worrying because in earlier games we were getting impacts from the bench but this week it just didn't seem to materialize. Um the Shane McAtee thing Davey um do you see any reason for him being taken off? Or uh, no, I di- I didn't think he was doing anything particularly wrong. Uh, now, so does that that probably would indicate maybe there was a slight injury or something. It was his first game of the year for me. There certainly in the national league it was. So I'm I'm not really sure about that. Um, just going back to the initial point though about the bench. And interestingly enough, Loud got a goal and four from their bench. Wow. Uh, a goal and one from Craig Lennon. Tommy Dernan got a point, and Kieran McCall got a point as well. So. 
that's uh, seven points uh, from the loud bench in comparison to nothing from the middle. Yeah, and, and the bench is so important. Like, um, well, it's something that Colin Warwick has always prided himself on with club and uh, schools and everything was having an impact from the bench. And the last two games, we really haven't had an impact from the bench. No, no. So that's something that obviously Colin is going to be mindful of and, and to try and get that back, I suppose. Um, that is it for Instagram Interactive. I think I'll do one little quick refresh. No, that's that's all for this week, Mickey. Okay, well, um, it's a it's an interesting one. I'm, again, I'm just looking back over the subs that come on. Owen Harkin, Dolly McGowan, James O'Hare and uh, Thomas O'Reilly. Thomas O'Reilly came on with 20 minutes to go. Did he have any impact on it? Did he look lively? I'm, I'm looking in a forward capacity. I'm not looking in a in a defensive capacity because Owen Harkin, James O'Hare and Dolly McGowan would have went into midfield, I presume. Um, but at that stage, maybe the game was run, was it? It was, yeah. No, we did. We didn't get enough from our bench. That's that's the long and short of it, really. Interestingly, Don Lennon didn't uh, didn't feature at all, and he's been fairly prolific for me this this year between Auburn Cup and uh, his his couple of cameos um, in, in in the league as well. You know that could have been a player that could have impacted. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of Dermot Moriarty as well. And even well, Aaron yeah. Lynch, who I thought did reasonably well when he came on up in Derry too. Like it's, there doesn't seem to be any real rhyme or reason to it. And like, look, we were talking about this again off air that maybe it's just done solely on training because take take James O'Hare for argument's sake, right? Had Carl Hickey been fit, he wouldn't have been on the 26. But Hickey gets injured, he comes into the 26. He actually is our first sub on at halftime for Shane McEntee. Breen Conlon started last week, didn't get on. Don Lennon started last week, didn't get on. Aaron Lynch came on, did okay last week, didn't get on. Um, Shane Crosby came on last week, didn't get on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's uh it's it's a strange one. Like and yet, and yet four of your starting forwards came off and only one forward was brought on. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's fair too. Dark yeah. Campion, Scully, Killeen O'Sullivan, and Jordy Morris all taken. Did, did Moriarty get on? Um, maybe Moriarty got on. It doesn't I say. It on I think my Moriarty might have come on for for the last couple of minutes now. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for an impact, Don Lennon would not be like he's he's a natural goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, that's the post mortem done, and that is our Instagram interactive looked at as well. And um, do stay tuned to the Loyal Royals podcast this week over on. Patreon forward slash We Are Mead, where we'll have three different podcasts going out. We'll have the Mead uh, versus Loud full review uh, interview there with Colin O'Rourke. We'll have the Club Cup semi-finals review and finals preview. And then after the finals, later in the week, we will be doing a Cup final review. Uh, all the Cup finals, we'll review all them. And then we'll have taken a look forward to the All-County Football League start next weekend. So that's it from this episode of your We Are Mead podcast. Remember, We Are Mead, why? And there's more.